Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brenna McCullough. And it's, uh, we're almost getting to episode 400. Not really, we still got a long ways to go. How are you doing, Bren? You could tell me we're on episode 600 and I'd believe you. Yeah, at this point. I have no idea anymore. Yeah, when I hear people say like, oh, I've been podcasting for five years and stuff, I'm like, oh man, I've been almost going on podcasting for six years. What is, (laughs) what is this reality? Well, then it's then it's the release schedule. Like for us, we do weekly, and we s- somehow have not missed an episode. Yeah. Um, oh, and knock on wood. God damn it. <laughs> uh, and then there's people who are like, oh yeah, I've been podcasting for like ten years, and you look at their podcast, and there's like fifty episodes. It's like yeah. what? It's like oh yeah, I release like two a year, maybe. It's like that. Uh, okay. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you retain an audience with that, but I don't know. We don't really retain an audience either. (laughs) (laughs) The weekly thing's not helping, so who knows? Uh, A peek behind the curtain this early, but no, uh, this is a video (laughs) game podcast. We're just trying to start it off lightweight. Uh, How are you doing, though, Brent? Uh, I'm living my dream. I'm finally living in the Avatar The Last Airbender world. Currently, I'm at the part where the Fire Nation's attacking. Oh, no. Just everything's on fire. Just everything. The state in which you live, California, is known for uh, fires. You've been on fire multiple is, years in the past. The state is. Now it's just the entire West Coast, like up oh, to wow. Washington and Oregon. Like it's, I mean, granted, California is most of the West Coast. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I heard someone say it's not the worst year for California fires uh, in the last hundred years. It's the best year for California fires in the next thousand years. It's like, uh-oh. Yeah, that's what? A, Kind of in saying, like, it's not going to get better. It's only yeah. getting worse from here. So it's kind of like... That's yeah, terrifying. Right. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, uh, it's, it's, you know, we've never shied away from bullshit. Um, oh, no. But the governor of California just passed a bill that allows the inmates who are incarcerated in California prisons that are... They volunteer within the system, but they fight fires. So they're volunteer firefighters while in prison. Okay. Um, they make about $5 a day or some bullshit like that, borderline slave wages. Oh, yeah. And uh, when they're released from prison, they're not allowed to be firefighters anymore, despite having all the training and having Wait. actively fought all the fires. Why not? Bullshit. Politics. Oh, that uh, doesn't taking... make any sense. It's like training them for something you can't then do in society. Like, that's a waste of time. But also... Well, uh... once you incarcerate someone and they have a felony on them, you can take away their rights as a human being, like voting and stuff. So this is another way to keep them within the private uh, industrialized prison system and just keep it rotating through. Uh, But just now, the governor has passed a bill that allows them to be hired by fire departments after they're released. So, you know, that obvious thing that should have always been in place, but just now Just now, yeah, because of the circumstances, yeah. Yeah, so that's one thing I learned when I moved to California and how fucking insane of a concept that is that... Yeah. You're both using prisoners to fight the fires, but then also taking away any, you know, momentum they've built for themselves through the training and work. Yeah, how on the nose, because we're talking about Firefighter Simulator this week. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there is. There has to be, and that might actually be a fun game, you know? (laughs) That's one of those where, like, it could be cool to see all that stuff in the safety of VR. (laughs) Yes. God knows I will never be a firefighter, and I have all the respect for them, because... Like that, it's yeah, 100%. Uh, but we can talk about the games we've been playing, that's what we typically do on this podcast every week. Uh, Brent and I, and maybe sometimes a guest, will talk about the games we've been playing. Uh, 
Maybe before we do that real quick, I do want to say I went on a nice brisk hike earlier and it felt really good to get outside because lately all I've been doing is <laughs> focusing like? on my Twitch streaming. I know, like, I, I did feel like, oh my gosh, we ran into uh, frogs, uh, chipmunks, <laughs> squirrels, uh, there was like even a woodpecker and it felt like, I was like, oh, I'm running into real life Pokemon. <laughs> I know that like you found them like on the ground or something, but when you say I ran into frogs, I imagined like Mr. and Mrs. Bighead from Rocco. Like you were, <laughs> they're walking on the trail with you and it's like, hello. If only like, <laughs> that was the world we live in. I wish. God, that'd be great. But it uh, was very nice to just get some fresh air and uh, be outside and connect with nature. It, the, the nicest thing about it is this this park and nature trail is literally two minutes from where my house is. So it's like, man, ooh. we could do this more often. And there was a lot of different uh, paths and stuff. So we still have more to explore and I'm looking forward to it. So that is a nice thing. I want to recommend our listeners get some outdoors time, especially if you're gaming a lot and streaming. Oh, nice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Some of our areas, at least where I grew up, are always like, oh, yes, you can just wander off into the woods and, you know, have a nice day or something. And then they filmed the village around where I grew up. And then, like, a little further south, they filmed uh, the Blair Witch. And it's like, huh, maybe we don't wander around the woods aimlessly anymore. For sure. And some of these trails we were going down, we ended up, like, in the middle of, like, a cornfield. And I'm like, now are we on somebody's property? Like, I don't Mm -hmm. need to get in trouble for trespassing or anything. Yeah, Uh, But it is fun. People will forget like how rural some parts of it are because it's definitely like at least where we were, it's very suburban. But then it's like it's like a weird rural suburban where it's like you're driving through a neighborhood, you exit the neighborhood, and then there's just a cornfield like on the side of the road. It's like just a lone single cornfield. It's like what? Why? What? <laughs> Why? Uh, so listener, if you can't tell already, this is gonna be uh, a very news heavy episode because we haven't played much. <laughs> but <laughs> can you tell we don't do shit this week? <laughs> I I really okay. Here's my update. I've been really focusing on the Twitch channel, and I'm so excited. Uh, you actually pointed out recently that our analytics are saying we're 2.9 out of three average viewers. I don't even think I need the stream at this point, and the numbers will work out for us. Yeah. But tonight I'm doing a stream. I hope that pushes us over the edge. Hopefully by the next time we record, you guys will hear that we are affiliates, and uh, yeah, hopefully have some emotes and stuff for you. I went ahead and wanted to upgrade my camera because for the longest time, ever since we started, I've been streaming with my laptop and this thing's nice don't get me wrong i paid a lot of money for it but the (laughs) fucking webcam on the front is just total trash and i feel like even the people that um reviewed it and stuff were just saying everything about this computer is great except the front webcam uh the back webcam's fine and looks amazing but it's not like i'm pointing it that way at me i need to look Mm -hmm. at the interface so i don't know what the problem is with the coloring or whatnot but for some reason always on my twitch channel i looked like shit and i'm like god i would play with the settings and try my best but it wasn't any good so i did get a camera i might have mentioned that on the last episode but it showed up and i was toying around with all the settings and stuff and god damn it's literally night and day like i could talk <laughs> between my webcam and this new john and it's just like holy shit i feel like a step in the right direction and hopefully uh a that much more entertaining stream and uh there i'm doing my new setup and that's one thing i do want to complain about i bought this gaming l desk off of walmart.com and when I was researching it, there was this article that was like, oh, the top 12 gaming desks or whatever. And that was one of them in there. So I was like, oh, man, it's only like $112. Let's just order order that and see how it turns out. But then mm-hmm. I was looking at the reviews. It's like one and a half stars. People are being like, it didn't have the right holes drilled into it. I had to drill my own. I'm like, okay, I've already Jeez. done that myself. So at least I could handle that if that's the case. But um, 
long story short, it's like, oh, it's going to be arrived today. Walmart's telling me this in an email. It doesn't show up that day. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I get on customer service and they're basically like, oh yeah, it's basically a lost package. I'm like, well, can we replace it? And they're like, it's out of stock. And I was like, oh, God damn it. So I ended up ordering another desk and that's on the way. So for the, there's going to be like two or three streams there where I'm like in a limbo period with like my new camera, but not the full new setup. But uh, it it's exciting to finally have the desk on the way. But that was also deflating, being like, I'm all like, I took off like a half day on Friday, being like, I'm ready to like build this desk and really do my setup stuff. And mm. then it just never showed up. But I did also purchase a stream deck, and goddamn, if that oh, little bugger is in, dude. Well, I mean, I figured why not because I I'm enjoying the whole. Uh, prospect of just being an entertainer and that thing is a powerhouse <laughs> like it's fucking fantastic and i i'm hoping in the future that we can do things like uh live podcasts on the on twitch on our new channel and like other like exciting things with our friends but it's just a very fun hobby and I, yeah i guess you are right in me in saying i'm going all in but i just feel like it's like my new thing to really focus on and hopefully get some eyes and we can direct people to the podcast that way nice i mean i can't yeah I, i'm not once peek behind the curtain. Once we get affiliate Iowa stream again, uh, being on the West Coast, the hours fucked me and uh, fucked up our uh, averages. Yeah. Um, but it was always much easier for me being just on PC because you're primarily a console player. So having streaming from the console and then setting that up and then setting up the, like you had your laptop and phone open to read chat and all this other stuff. It was just it seems like you had to juggle a lot of stuff. Whereas me, I just had a second monitor and it was fine. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So it definitely seems a lot more convenient being just on PC and uh, yeah, I'm not getting a webcam. You ain't seen my face. Anyone <laughs> listening enough. who tunes into our streams, get fucked. You're not going to see me. <laughs> That's what I mean. Uh, there'll be both of our streams. You can look forward to that. We'll be playing a whole variety. That's a cool thing. Brenza has a bunch of games I don't have. And then in the future, we can do stuff like I do have the capability of doing the dual PC setup so I can play some Steam games with you. I know you have a Switch, but not a PS4. So maybe we can yeah. do some multiplayer Switch stuff in the future because that'd be fun. Yeah, but, uh, you're already set up for the Switch streaming. Exactly. So that's just something to keep your eye on because, yeah, I am going all in and I'm having a blast with it. And I'm excited to see what people say in the chat if they notice a difference. Like, I, I will be going like full screen with like the new camera so you guys could like check it out and be like, yeah, this is nice. And also, I have the new setup downstairs with the drum kit. I can just kind of like pan right over to it without anything, oh, nice. any issues. So I'm pretty excited for what the future has in store for our Twitch channel. Yeah, knocking, uh, tuning out the bugs with all the stuff and testing out different things. For sure. And we have our first emote, but it's like still, uh, to be tested. I want to see how it looks in the actual chat, it but, uh, it takes it's, a lot of fiddling around with. Exactly. Uh, but I'll just spoil it right now. It's a bird flex. It's a bird with <laughs> human arms flexing and it has the word flex on it. And it's just going to be for moments when, uh, I'm doing good on the stream, hopefully, or Bren is doing good. I have noticed a uptick in, uh, since we've joined, uh, Gnarly Nate's community. Uh-huh. Oh, for sure. It's a fantastic thing. I'm so grateful to be a part of that community. And I've been tuning into a bunch of other people's streams and making friends. Got to shout out Unkept Road Rash. I know that name sounds like unsettling, but his (laughs) stream is a fucking great stream. And I really have a good time in there. And there's a lot of cool people to just uh, make friends with. So that community is great. And it's all thanks to Gnarly Nate himself. So if I'm going to plug anybody, go check out Gnarly Nate, uh, Gnarly underscore Nate on Twitch. It's a very fun time. Did you ever play Road Rash, that old racing game? I haven't, but I think I listened to a, or no, maybe I have, but it's just been years, but I remember listening to a Press Continue podcast about it, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Yeah, it was like a, a, there might have been other vehicles, but it was definitely a motorcycle, sort of the primary one, 
And uh, it's just like, yeah, a racing game on motorcycles, but the, you know, the 90s edge of it is it was violent and you had weapons. So you'd have like a chain or a bat and you'd just ride up next to someone and just wipe them out and keep going. And it was brutal even back then. Yeah, that sounds fucking brutal. Yeah. But I guess as for the games I've been playing, it kind of goes hand in hand with my streaming. Because nowadays, if I'm going to game, I'm just going to go live with it because I do a lot of gaming. Unless there's some like, uh, bullshit stuff where I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do some fetch questing and like, I don't know, stuff that people don't need to tune in for. But for the most part, I've been doing a lot of Tony Hawk, uh, Pro Skater 1 and 2, uh, a mixture of that and Fall Guys, Rocket League, a little bit of Zone of the Enders, the second runner. Uh, but that's the thing. I want to do something new tonight. Brand, and I'm curious to get your live feedback. I was just gonna don't maybe like it. Just, don't want it. All no, right, I, you're already gonna hate it. But that's the thing, <laughs> I, and it also requires me buying it, and I'm not sure I'm ready to shell oh. out sixty dollars for this. This game is brand new, and I oh. I just saw a trailer for it, and I'm like, this looks goofy enough to stream and fun, but also you're gonna judge me immediately. All right, so the game is called. Kandagawa Jet Girls, and you're gonna have to uh, Google that one, uh, uh, unless you're familiar with it. But it's basically <laughs> oh, yeah, so this horny one. jet ski girls, and it's just like, wow, it sounds fun. It's basically two teams of two, and there's seven teams, one of which is called Grindcore, which is very, very funny to me because I listen to all sorts of uh very strange genres of music, Christ, and dog. there's like metalcore. And I, dude, don't tell I'm me that wouldn't it. be a game that would be so people will tune into and laugh at. Laugh with me at it. It's no, don't don't put this under the guise of you're mocking it or just parody. You're horny and you want <laughs> no, anime girls. No, that's well, maybe that sells is. for the channel. No, I'm teasing. It's very. That's... It looks funny. No, okay. If you watch the trailer, there is a part of the game where you're on the fucking jet ski, turned around, shooting things, and I feel like that's a very scratches a very specific itch of some other game. I can't put my finger on, and I'm like, I want to do that. Mario Kart Double Dash perhaps it's just it's eluding me but i just think it looks like fun gameplay too this is <laughs> this is beyond horny this but is ultra it's rated horny. teen it's rated teen that's why you it's know suggested. that bullshit what do you mean <laughs> that's that's absolute garbage and you know it oh but that's the thing that might be what's on uh the future stream we'll this see. borders the senrin kagura games which are just but at least it's fun. It's jet skis and shit. Racing. I'm all I, about hey, it. Hey, listen. Some of those Senrin Kagura games are objectively well-made games. Like uh, Honey Pop. That's like a match three. You always defend that one, yes. Because it is a well-designed game. It is objectively well-made and an entertaining game. I think it's this one could horny be too. As that's what i mean this one is a little horny there's no denying it but uh i think it's teen rating and the fact that we can just have some fun on jet skis i think it'll be a good stream material game but uh like i said dropping 60 bucks i might have to ask my wife about this one i'm just kidding she knows not one you want to ask your wife about (laughs) i know i already showed her and she thought it was very funny jesus christ i I watch a lot of anime and even this is a bit much (laughs) yep no for sure it's one to bring up on the stream so yeah kandagawa jet girls might be playing it. Uh, I'm not really sure. But how about you, Bren? That's what I mean. That's all I'm really bringing to the table today. Horniness. Sorry. You want... You want like, I don't even know if you could stream that because I think some of the certain oh, Senrin-Kagura no. games you can't because we've talked about it before. It's rated teen, people. Don't think... That, that, I'm don't, not a degenerate. You can't show feet on Twitch. Well, yeah. Well, that's why I'm... Wait. Okay. If that's you the case... You can't show anyone's feet on Twitch. Pat Johnson stream Shower With Your Dad Simulator and Genital Jousting in the same night. So, Okay. I'm, that's... All right. 
Showering Mary Dad Simulator, I'm not 100% sure on because it's, it's so pixelated. pixelated. Yeah. And, like, it's so pixelated, you can't tell. That might be up in the air. But I know for a fact genital jousting is on the list of you cannot stream these games. And he and, did. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. We're small streamers. We don't, you know, we don't draw attention, you know, in the big pond. It was but a very funny time. He can super get uh, his account suspended for that. And well, if that's I listening, hope you're listening, Pat. I highly recommend deleting <laughs> any of those VODs. Oh, Lord. What a great episode we're off to. Uh, but no, that's it's, what I mean. Yeah. Uh, there's a list that you cannot, there's of games that you cannot stream. Like, you you physically can, you're capable of it, but if Twitch catches you streaming that, they will either suspend your account or straight up ban your account. Right. Wasn't that one that you would mention way back in the day, Yundare Simulator, that one's banned? Oh, Sundare Simulator? Oh, I said it wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, or Yandere? Yeah. yeah. Yandere Simulator. That's um, it. Yeah, that was banned, and that's one with where it was like, it's not, there's nothing in the game itself. That seems like it would get banned. There's, st- there's the stuff that it got banned for was in other games that were allowed to. So it was like a controversy of like, why did this one get banned? That's right. Um, for anyone who actually cares about the Yandere Simulator game, it was essentially an anime girl version of Hitman where you go around like killing other students and stuff. Uh, turns out the developer of it is A, bad at his job. He's a bad developer and it's been seven years or whatever. Yep. No one should have had faith. And B, turns out he's kind of a piece of shit. Turns out he's like a big piece of shit. So, uh, yeah, dodge the bullet with that game, and anyone to get excited for it, just play Hitman. Just play Hitman. It's silly enough as it is, you get costumes. Is it on PC? Because then you can make a mod for Anime Girl Hitman. <laughs> I, I would not doubt it. It is on PC. Uh, I fully wouldn't be surprised if there's mods. And, you know, Gary's mod. There's so One of the benefits of PC is there's so many mods for, like, everything. Granted, some of them are allowed, like, in um, uh, XCOM 2 and stuff, in the Fire Axis games, they allow the mods. And in other games, you kind of have to break the game in order to allow the mods, and that'll void your refund for it. But yeah, it's there's plenty of other stuff. But yeah, there's a list out there of a lot of games banned on Twitch, and it keeps growing because Twitch, A, keeps getting more popular, and B, Amazon's taking more control of it. We've talked about, at least on streams, how the Automod, who is an, a moderator in our chat, but it's a you know automatic one that is for the whole website. Yeah. Automod had an update recently, and it is much more restrictive on every chat. Like, I've seen other people streaming and, like, the ch- the automods flagging random shit. Like, yeah, Oh, yeah. I think in one chat it flagged the word Buddhist for some reason. What? Like, it, it pulled that message and it's like, this message has to be approved before it can be sent out into chat. And it's just, r- no one knows why now and it just got updated because I think the same way YouTube went where it got so popular and there's so much more content on it now, they started automating all of their processes, including moderation. I think Twitch is going the same way, and now there's less people behind the scenes, and they're trying to more automate and streamline stuff because it's so me- it's so big now. And because of that, they're just getting stricter and stricter and stricter, and finding new ways to demonetize streamers and you know streams, so that way they don't have to keep paying them out. Because it's you know we all enjoy the content on this stuff, but it's essentially just a, a money pit for these companies that are running it. You know, running a website that streams video is insanely expensive and they are not getting, you know, their money yeah. back on a lot of these returns. So, like, that's why, like, there's this whole list of, like, you can't show, uh, women can't show a certain amount of cleavage. Men can't be topless at all. No one can show feet. Um, there's certain, uh, songs we talked about with Twitch Sings getting pulled. Most people are speculating that, yeah, it's the licensing agreements that they're pulling for and it's too expensive for how little people are using it for. So, it's just, yeah, shit's cracking down on Twitch ever since Amazon bought it, which 
I mean, it's a benefit because with the Amazon surplus of money, they could do more stuff. The downside is now they're controlled by Amazon, who is a monopoly on everything. Yeah, it, all I have to say is keep Kandagawa Jet Girls off the nope. band list nope. because that one is rated Go to horny teen. Jail. No, okay, bonk. Okay, on what what have you been playing? Uh, I haven't been playing much. Um, similar to you, I found yeah, a new go hobby. Figure. Oh, you got a new hobby? What's up? Uh, it's also horned now. Um, I just bought a a Wacom tablet, like a little mini tablet, and I've just gotten into drawing. Bro, I have an Intuos Five. I love it, but I lost my stylus, and I'm like, oh, let me just buy a replacement. And it's like that sucker's seventy dollars. So I'm like, yeah. oh wait. Yeah. <laughs> I got an Intuos, I think, 2 or whatever. So the, the tablet itself is like $80, and it came with um, Clip Studio Paint. So Hell free software. yeah, dude. And yeah, I've just been trying to get into that because it turns out video games are fleeting and demoralizing when you play them for almost 30 years straight. And sometimes you want a hobby you can actually get better at instead of just individual games. So Hell yeah, dude. Well, and... Uh, I know you're all like, Mr. Oh, no webcam over here, bro. But I think you could do some uh, Wacom tablet art streams in the future, too, if you end up like enjoying what you're doing. Even if not, like that's oh. I mentioned Unkept Road Rash earlier. He does a section when like sometimes he gets a subscriber. He'll like do a little doodle like on like a post-it note. And it's like very fun. Like he switches cameras over and it's just a fun little like creative thing to do and make your stream unique. Oh, yeah. I mean, I watch a ton of animators and artists on Twitch and you could see them streaming their process and seeing Actually, yeah, it is because it's very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the process, it's, um, people, <laughs> yes, it's the, it was the opposite of that by seeing all of the stuff on social media, by just seeing the finished products on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, people yeah. aren't realizing, like, oh, this little drawing someone did, the person put 52 hours into drawing it. But when it's streamed on Twitch, you see all the ugly details of like, I watched a guy animate a scene, like one single scene on an animation for all day for like six hours. Yeah. And he's like, I'm done. But he did like every little thing of like the background, the animation, the in-betweens, the lip sync and stuff. And he's like, I got like three seconds worth of content. Yeah, no kidding. Like seven hours on it. It's like, yeah, oh. it's fucking brutal. But because of like Instagram and Twitter, you're just seeing the final product. So you're like, ah, so people aren't as appreciative of it because they don't see the whole process. But that's what I like about Twitch is you can see the entire process. Um, yeah, I fucking love Twitch, man. I love all the different uh, things that uh, people can stream. Yeah, it's amazing. I feel like it's an addiction now. Hence, why I'm going all in. I'm like, I am fully plugged I mean, into it, Twitch. It is. You're not. Uh, you're not big on social media. You got the you know Instagram for the record label, but uh, yeah, it's that. It's that uh, feedback of like a, a praise of just people watching and giving you uh, feedback, and it's like people are interested in me, and you know. That's how people get addicted to this shit. That's why well, there's a whole generation of kids who want to be famous. It's funny you bring that up, how it's like uh, people are addicted to me. That's what is an interesting thing, and I would love to get him on our show at some point in the future. But Gnarly Nate, he was an ESO, Elder Scrolls Online player, uh, sponsored by Bethesda. Like, they'd fly him out and, like, do, uh, like, events and stuff with him. But mm -hmm. for the And I think he played that game, he said, for two years straight, uh, every day, just streaming it nonstop. Yeah. And just this year, he decided to take a chance on himself and be like i no longer want to do eso full-time i'd rather be a variety streamer mm -hmm. and in doing so i think he said in the course of a month or two he lost like 1400 followers just yeah. because people are tuning in for the game and not him and that concept just blew my mind a little and i think it's very important for anybody that is getting into streaming to not kind of 
center yourself around one specific game because what if that game dies off like he was saying other people that were friends of his playing like destiny and shit like oh Mm -hmm. once that was gone they were just like now what uh being variety is the way to go and that's what we're doing with our stuff just because i like not being tied down to any one thing anyway being variety allows you a lot more free reign and a lot more options when you get tired of a game you can change it up easily yeah um having the dedicated game though i know some people are just they like this game they've played you know there's plenty of stories of people like i played this game every day for 10 years or whatever yeah um there are people dedicated to those games so you have a dedicated fan base just with the game you're playing rather than who you are as a person Mm -hmm. so if you dedicate yourself to a game like every wednesday i'm playing this game uh you can be a part of that community and get that community but if you stop playing that game you lose that community with it yeah so it's kind of like what do you want to tie yourself to you know Easy, yeah. easy numbers for an already established thing, or do you want to try to establish yourself and this and that? It's yeah. There's a lot of factors, and I know some people who like putting on a mindless stream in the background just for background noise because it can't be alone with your thoughts. Don't want that. No, yeah. no, no. So something mindless like an MMO where it's just a lot of grinding, um, where it's just like you know background music or ASMR, where it's just like yeah, I don't have to pay attention. I don't have to follow it. Versus like. Yakuza Zero, where it's like, I gotta follow the story and figure out what the fuck's happening, so I gotta actively pay attention to the stream. So, people watch, people tune in for a variety of reasons, or for, you know, multitudes of reasons, depending on the game, depending on, you know, the streamer, and all this stuff, so, you never know, but, but yeah, if you're a dedicated, like, specific game streamer, and you stop streaming that game, yeah, don't be surprised if large swaths of your audience also leave. Yeah, for sure, but he's... The community he does have built around who he is and how the entertainment he provides is great. And that's why we're just super grateful to be a part of the Gnarly Nation because all the streamers there so far that I've encountered and uh, hung out with have been really fun. Yeah. What were we talking about? Video games. Uh, your right? games. Not too much, right? Uh, yeah, not much. Um, I, I kind of topped out on Risk of Rain 2. I dipped in a bit here and there, but um, I'm hitting to the point where the challenges to unlock the stuff are either just so insane or... Uh, it's with characters I'm just not good with and don't really enjoy playing as. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of like tapped out with that uh, unless uh, people wanted to play, like unless Chiz hits me up or something. Yeah, totally. Um, Hand of A2, still dabbling in that a bit here and there. Um, but yeah, it's I'm still enjoying it. It's still, it's such a fantastic game, but it does like each segment, each like little mission is just so time consuming. Like I can easily spend like two hours just on like one mission. And it's just like, you have to keep track of so much shit in it. So it's very overwhelming at times. Yeah. Um, uh, and then besides that, I bought uh, Fury the other day. Fuck yeah, dude. I have a physical copy of that for PS4 because we did the interview and I think I ordered it off of limited run games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. interviewed um, the creative director. Uh, yes. Back back in the early hundreds of our episodes. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, I saw that on sale the other day for like five bucks, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, Fury's a fantastic game. I'm uh, just watching it. Someone else streaming. I was already invested in it. Uh, soundtrack phenomenal. One Out of, of one this of the world, yeah. Soundtracks. Um, and for anyone that doesn't know, it's a boss rush game. So it's just boss battles. You just fight boss after boss after boss after boss, and it's a bullet hell. So a lot of just dodging, you know, bullets and energy waves and quick reaction times and. Uh, one of those games that just beats the shit out of you and you just get incrementally better at it a little bit at a time until you can just blow through the whole game in like an hour or something insane. Oh, yeah. So I figured that'd be a good, good cathartic thing that could be like a challenge that I can help or that will help you know, get over it incrementally. And then 
I can just also zone out and just listen to the music in the game and just not really think. There is a story in Fury, and it is cool, but it's not one where I have to, like, solve a puzzle because I have to find out the main character's, you know, middle name or something. Oh, so. man. Uh, for anybody that is interested in our previous interview, it's episode 122, and yeah, Emmerich Thoa of The Game Bakers, uh, basically, uh, he talks about how Takashi Ozaka Oh god, Okazaki <laughs> was the creator of Afro Samurai was involved in the character design and stuff. That game's so fucking cool. It it clearly shows with his designs cuz it's just it's such outrageous impossible character designs that work perfectly within that world and it's just stylish as hell. All hell. So it's For sure. It just really looks really cool, it plays really well and it's just the music sounds incredible and yeah, something that just could just be fun. Um to just kind of take my mind off but still have a challenge without having to think about these playing too many games with too many like puzzles and stuff where i have to pay attention too much i want to be dumb for a while yeah that so. makes sense yeah i might have to pop this one in the ps4 and stream it myself that that would be a trip down memory lane yeah i'm i'm coming to realize i'm a fan of bullet hells and it's i mean all the roguelikes and the binding of isaacs and the near automatas have proven that to me but like yeah it's it's something i know i can get good at Versus like fighting games where I'm like, no matter how much I get good out of fighting games, I'll log on and some random guy's going to kick my ass six ways to Sunday, so. Dude, I swear to God, this is the first time I'm ever really noticing this, but I'm looking at our old logo. Because back in the 122, we had a different uh, podcast art, and it was like this orange logo with a microphone and a headphone and stuff. And if you look behind the microphone and headphone, it's just a big flame emoji. And I'm thinking to myself, how appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. That's fair. Yeah, that's what I mean. We can uh kind of segue into the things that are going on in the news lately. There's a handful of show topics. Uh, anything standing out to you? I mean, we just had this whole Ubisoft thing go down. Was there like a title was for there it? Their stream. Or? Yeah. I I think I don't know if there was. I think it was just called like the Ubisoft live stream or something or like the live events. Right. So yeah, I don't know if there was like you know Nintendo's got the Nintendo Directs and you know, exactly. Something. I don't think it was anything like that because. Frankly, Nintendo's the only company that really did stuff like this before quarantine. Um, so, yeah, all the other companies have to catch up. Yeah, uh, well, they were coming out swinging with some some heavy hitters. Nothing, <laughs> but also, Coming out swinging hard with some mech. Like. Well, there's a handful of both. So that's what I mean. Uh, the one that stood out to me, though, is the OG Sands of Time Prince of Persia is getting a remake. I'm pretty oh, sure it's boy. the Sands of Time one because it was like yeah. that setting and everything. And, yeah, it does look just like... Very pretty. Uh, that fucking game. That's, yeah, that's that's, game. I love the time travel mechanic, or time reversal mechanic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for anyone who doesn't remember, uh, that's the game that gave me shingles. That's uh, right. Oh, wow. You have yeah. a history with this game. Are you going to play the remake? The fucking Prince Per... I, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, well, I've been told you can't get shingles again, although maybe you can. No, uh, no you, you can. can get, you can't get chicken pox again. You can get shingles again. Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know... Uh, you get chicken pox. Everyone knows what that is. It leaves behind a virus dormant inside of you. That's once kind of like herpes or something? You, well, chicken pox is a strain of herpes, yeah. So, um, And then once your immune system's weakened enough, um, your immune system gets weakened by stress. So this is our, just when you're with age. So a lot of older people get uh, shingles. But it's also known as like a ballerina uh, ballerina dancers because they're so stressed out all the time. Jesus. Um, so uh, it's uh, a resurgence of like, what the doctor told me, at least at the time, you know, don't, we're not, Brand's smart. a doctor is what we're I'm not saying. smart in any regard, <laughs> certainly not medical stuff. Yep. Um, 
But what he told me is it was essentially the exposed nerve endings of your body. So it's your nerve endings being exposed, like, to your skin level. And that's why it's, like, so painful. Because just anything comes in contact with it, it hurts, like, all hell. Um, and when I went in, he's like, are you stressed by school, friends, you know, this, that, work? Well, you know, whatever. I got it in high school. Um, and I was like, no, no, nothing that I can really think of. It's like, I did get really mad at a video game the other day. And it was a bullshit part that I got past. And then died, and then it reloaded me behind the thing, and I just couldn't get past it. It drove me insane. Um, and, like, that's the only thing I could think of. So all my friends joked that, like, the video game gave me shingles because I was so stressed out playing it. I think it did. It, I can't think of anything else at that, my, that point in my life that made me stressed more than that. So, like, I guess. I was at a stressful point in my job when I had shingles. So, God, why are we so young and having shingles? What the fuck's wrong? Because <laughs> we're very anxious boys, dog. Uh, anxious boys that's a title <laughs> even with the wildfires my mom's like be careful i was like remember i'm the anxious one i got like i'm checking every hour i'm on top of this i'm paranoid as fuck um yep. but yeah prince of Persia, it's it is a fun game i would be interested to see with the re- uh, remastering of the sands of time um or it says a remake so it's, it's i'm guessing it's from a ground up full remake of it instead of just a graphical remake or yes graphical exactly upgrade um, so I am interested to see if it handles better because it was definitely fun, but with the caveat with uh, Prince of uh, Prince of Persia Sands of Time, you had like the time dagger with the Sands of Time in it, and you could fight all the enemies you wanted, but until you did the finisher move with the dagger, they would just keep getting back up. So it kind of got irritating that you had to like do this specific combo animation on every single enemy to actually kill them. I hate when games make it so it's like you literally need to finish a combo in order for like that final hit to be enough. It's like, I feel like even if I get a couple little hits in there, it should just trigger enough of the damage. But no, it's very like it has to be the combo finish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember that kind of being annoying. There's a few other points. Definitely platforming. That's what drove me insane. Um, And the end game especially. Um, So I'm curious to see if it'll improve those and fix a lot of those problems. Uh, with remakes, a lot of time they'll put in extra stuff, like the Final Fantasy VII remake. They added a bunch of shit, so I'm curious if they'll add to that. Um, the same time, is still a good game. Like I, you know, despite my personal drama with it, uh, it was a fun game. So um, anyone who missed out on it, it is good. Uh, it had a bunch of other sequel games, like the Warrior Within and the Two Thrones, and I hear some of those are good, but then it quickly drops down with the Prince of Persia reboot where it's just called Prince of Persia again. Love that. That one's always fun. Yep. So it was like Prince of Persia, like, t- you know, 2011 or something, or 2012. Um, I remember getting that for the PS3, where you physically could not lose. You couldn't die. Oh, that's right. I do remember you bringing this to the show. Yep. Yeah. So no matter whatever happened, you had a sidekick, a MacGuffin, who was your sidekick, who was just a plot device, who, if you fell off a cliffside, she would fly down and pull you back up. If you died, she would literally just revive you and rewind time to, you know, 10 seconds before you died. It was impossible to actually lose in that game. And it was not engaging or thrilling or r- really entertaining. Had a cool art style to it. It was like cell shade and pretty neat. But like nothing else about it was entertaining because there was just no, there was no threat. There was no punishment. Yeah, you need to have some kind of difficulty setting, easy, medium, hard, or something. And in that, it sounds like everything's the same, where it's like, it's always going to be easy. Not even that. There wasn't any difficulty setting, because there was no difficulty. There was just no challenge. There was no... It was just holding my hand. It was just like a very... It was like playing, you know, 
pull, it was playing like bowling with the uh, bumpers on. But yes. even even with that, you have a scoring system where you can challenge each other to see who has the higher score. Like there was nothing pushing Tony me Hawk to finish. with no bills. No, <laughs> <laughs> but there was like nothing pushing me to finish this game other than finding out the story is. But the story wasn't engaging either. So I'm like, I'm just playing it because I paid for it. And now I feel obligated. I have to. So, um, so yeah, the Prince of Persia franchise kind of derailed. And then the movie happened. We won't talk about that. Oh god. Um, but yeah, so I'm interested to see if this is just a remake of like, here's a classic game, or if they're like, what if we reboot this whole franchise and start over again and cash back in on this while we still have the property? Totally. So we'll see. Yeah, uh, other than that, the Ubisoft thing was pretty uneventful. No, I'm kidding. There's one other one that stood out to me, and the rest did look like crap. In fact, some of the crappy ones I want to shout out. Roller Champs, no thanks. It looks like <laughs> a, the Jet Set Radio Future mini game, just like gone full game uh, with like the aesthetic of like a uh, apex legends just very like neon uh i don't know all these new games look the same anymore it's a lot of extreme sports games and then a lot of old shooters that don't really have their own like tom clancy i think is the only real shooter the extreme sports game i was rolling my eyes so hard i don't even know the name i want nothing to do with it it's just i'm sure it's for somebody but not me yeah there's a lot of them uh watchdog legion um, I know the first Watchdog was like mixed reviews, and then the second Watchdog got good reviews. Um, so I think that's a pretty popular franchise. I I have not played it. I would not know, but um, I know that one's got a bit of a following to it. The uh, one that stands out is Immortals Phoenix Rising, and it's not Phoenix like you would typically spell. It's F E N Y X. Uh, that's what I mean. I was trying to Google this right spelling and I couldn't come up with this. I'm like, what? I just saw this game the other day. It looks so cool. It's basically just Greek mythology, the game, and you're the hero and you get to customize your character and oh boy, does it look fucking fun. You have like these wings and shit. You fly around in this big world, uh, fighting like, I don't know, Medusa and like a fucking Cyclops and all the things from Greek mythology. Uh, it's really really cool i i didn't expect to want to i didn't think i would be into this as much as i am and i'm i'm looking forward to it but then again the trailer i did see didn't have much gameplay so they just kind of jazzed me up i'm like oh man i definitely like the the way yeah i did i i just like conceptually everything looks good uh i'm just hoping it delivers when the time comes and yeah that's coming out this year uh december 3rd so something to look forward to uh it will be on ps4 and ps5 so that's good Mm -hmm. seems like a more colorful less angry god of war yeah for sure um but it's got that open world mechanics we've talked about before where that's in breath of the wild that's in witcher that's in horizon zero dawn that's i think might be in the new god of war game where it's big open world you know all these marks craft in it i saw um a lot of customizable weapons but you know you're gonna find the one that you like best and just stick with that I think um, even just the fact that your character can have these wings makes it different. And like, I just want to fly around in this world. It looks so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, what else is there? Oh, Far Cry Six, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's it's some of these big franchises that just feel like they've overstayed their welcome or haven't really innovated too much recently. So it's a lot of right. extreme sports and old old franchises. Oh, one that kind of caught my eye. They're re-releasing the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World game. I did see that, which I have no real input because I'm that guy that never read the comics and enjoyed the movie. So I'm already like in a lot of people's shit list. (laughs) If you enjoyed the movie, you're already doing better than most of the general public because that movie, that 
That movie is one of my favorites. Me Don't too. get me wrong. That movie is incredible. It did not do well at all, though. In I know. Theaters. I always just see people talk shit about it, too. And I'm like, what? why? Who, who's talking shit? Give me names. Out of the, the internet. Okay. Well, we'll talk off air. Uh, but yeah. So uh, for anyone who doesn't know, highly recommend the movie. The movie's fan-fucking-tastic. It really is. There's so many like uh, cool little little details. It feels like a fucking video game. I don't know. They did it's, a great job. It's It was directed by Edgar Wright, who's done Hot Fuzz and... Uh, Shaun of, Shaun the, of Dead. the Dead and Baby Driver and all these other stuff. Um, I cannot recommend more watching Scott Pilgrim with the commentary. There's four commentary tracks, two with the artists or two with the actors and then two with the like, directors and crew and director of the comics and the movie and uh, all this stuff. Nice. Um, I recommend listening, watching it with all of those commentary tracks. They're all fantastic. But watch any watch any movie with Edgar Wright's commentary and he'll point out the thousands of Easter eggs he's put in movies. Like there's so fucking many in Scott Pilgrim. That's awesome. You'll never catch all of them in a, in one viewing. There's so many little secrets in there. That's pretty Um, cool. But the video game is very popular because it is a good game. It is a, it is a beloved franchise or tied into a beloved franchise that people love. Um, if it's not very popular, it's only got a dedicated cult following. Um, and it is a solid side-scrolling beat-em-up game that, you know, Streets of Rage 4 is like that. We haven't seen one of those in a long time. It was definitely of an era. And we've talked about Streets of Rage 4 where it is a good game, but it, you know, it's going to be dedicated to the fans of it back in the day. It might not be well-received by new players. Or it might be, but there aren't as many as there are anymore. It's not a plethora of them like we once had. Right. But the Scott Pilgrim vs. The World game is very good. And it was very entertaining. It was well done. And the thing that kind of makes it pseudo-legendary is it got taken off stores uh, after a certain year. I forget exactly when. But it was you just couldn't buy it anymore. Oh, no. I hate when that happens. Yeah. So it was this beloved game people wanted. And then they got it for a PS3. And it was great. And then they got a PS4. And they couldn't download it again. They couldn't buy it again. There was right. no way to get a copy of it. And people were just like, I want to play this game again. It was a good game. Why can't I have it? Like, I'll give you the money for it. And Fire like, up no. the old PS3. No. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we can, no, we're not releasing it for whatever reason. No one really found out why. Um, but then Ubisoft is announcing like, hey, 10 year anniversary. We're going to re-release it again. We're going to, you know, let you play it on you know PC, Switch, PS4, Xbox One. They were pulling a Nintendo just so they could uh, get your money later down the road. It's entirely possible. I think it might. It, you know, like everything, it might have to do with the licensing stuff. That's oh, always sure. a lot more complicated, especially when it's another uh, existing franchise someone else might hold the rights to. Oh, yeah. Um, it honestly could have also just been like someone at Ubisoft or someone at Sony being like, hey, this game's not doing well. Just get rid of it. No one's going to notice and didn't realize how much of a fan base it had. So there's plenty of games you probably can't get access to, but no one cares about those games, so no one remembers them. But when it's you know, one. <laughs> well that's also got a cult following so like yeah everyone remembers those but there's plenty of games that like sphinx and the cursed mummy i've talked about that before if you were never allowed to download that game ever again you wouldn't hear anyone complaining about it. i love it but i also wouldn't cry about it if i could never play it again uh but like yeah jetson radio scott pilgrim has got this dedicated fan base that are going to notice when it's like hey why can't i download my game again right. so that that got a lot of buzz on the internet i saw uh when they announced that I think that's another reason I'm so into this whole Kanagawa Jet Girls thing is because it's the Jesus word Jets Christ. in there because it reminds that's me of Jets. That's all it radio. takes. That's <laughs> all it takes for you, Douglas. I don't know. I really liked the band Jet when I was growing up. Take my photo off the wall <laughs> if it just won't <laughs> say for you. Okay. Uh, let's. 
Christ almighty. We've said a lot of dumb shit on this show, Doug. We're but the fact to... that you can be sold on anything with the word shit in it. Yeah. Hey, that's now you ridiculous. guys know how to win. I was the walrus. Uh, one thing I do want to point out before the we Jetsons. end this episode. Doug's a big fan of the Jetsons. This, oh, hey, you never know. Uh, this game looks really cool and it's coming out this year. And I, I, I it God, begs the question. Oh my god, it begs the question of like, what year is it? Because yeah, it's Zoids Wild Blast Unleashed, and I feel like that sounds like a a game or no game if ever there ever was one. And it's an actual game coming in October 13th of 2020, and unleash the power and animal instincts of Zoids in spectacular 3D battles on Nintendo Switch. Uh, Zoids Wild Blast Unleashed is the ultimate mecha showdown. And I am beyond excited for this because, like, as I'm going to be wrapping up Zone of the Enders shortly, I need my next <laughs> mecha fix. And I saw the Jesus. Kame House guys were streaming this game called Damon X Machina. And I was like, oh, yeah, oh, it came out the Switch. It looks pretty cool. I definitely would like to get my hands on that. But I even asked Vince, I was like, well, would you recommend this? And he was like, kind of hesitant. So I was like, <laughs> all right, well, that's very honest of you. Uh, but it. so I might save my money for this this is only going to be a 40 dollar game it looks really fucking cool i and that's what i mean who's thinking about zoids in the year 2020 i'm so glad mark. that they're giving only mark a, well that's what i mean me and mark are day one pre-orderers this is something to be hype about uh i want to get in my liger zero and go bite some metal god damn it you and you're just big dumb robot games with absolutely no stories yes it's perfect for me i'm so happy that this is happening just buy Gundam Dynasty Warriors, man. It's just that's that's your dream game. You right know there. what? That's probably gonna be uh, like the end game for me. I'll be like, once I've run out of all my mech games, I will play that and been like, Bren, you were right all along. This is scratching the perfect. Just put mecha it on the age. wish list. Get it. Get, tell your wife to get it for you for Christmas one year. For sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, I had to throw that out there. Zoids Wild uh, Blast Unleashed coming I soon. Got, I got some actual news. Oh no, that counted. <laughs> <laughs> Zoids does not count in 2020. God damn it, but um, it's releasing. Uh, fine, it's not even a full price game. True. Um, speaking of the Switch, and speaking of Dynasty Warriors, um, they announced that they're making a Hyrule Warriors 2. So oh shit, that's right. This is going to be, this was once again another one of those Nintendo Directs they just casually dropped out like, hey by the way, this game's coming out. It's like, what? Oh, what? What about it? Like, don't worry about it. So Nintendo's just getting good at just casually dropping breadcrumbs or trailers out of nowhere. Nice. Um, but yes, yeah, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. So it's basically going to be a sequel to Hyrule Warriors, but it's going to be the 100 years before Breath of the Wild takes place. So it's going to be the full armies of Hyrule fighting against Calamity Ganon. Oh, so damn. You play as Link, you play as Zelda, you play as all the champions and all that. So I'm curious to see how it is. People definitely love Breath of the Wild and want more of it. Um, so it's, I'm sure it's going to sell fine. Um, I, I personally don't really give a shit about the pre calamity before breath of the wild. I think all the interesting stuff has happened afterwards and then it's just a hundred years of decay after this fight. Right. So I'm not, I'm not super interested in the actual storyline itself. Cause like we know what's going to happen. We know they're all going to die and link gets put into a coma for a hundred years. Um, but I'm also curious because Hyrule warriors, which I have, and I got, I don't know, I'm probably halfway through, but it's, like I said, it's mindless. I don't, I'm not in it for the story. You're in it to unlock all the other characters. Yeah. There, there's like, there's like 40 some characters in Hyrule Warriors 1. Because there's a, there's a bunch of DLC that came out afterwards. And then now I bought like the complete edition for the Switch where it's all added included. Um, 
So there's like a bunch of fucking characters. Like, and it's even from like, it's from like all the games you can play as Tingle, you play as Skull Kid, you can play as, um, some new characters, Justin Hyrule Wars, you can play as Linkle, which I believe it's not a gender bent version of Link. Like, she's her own character, but she is essentially just a female Link. Okay. Um, I think she's unique just to Hyrule Warriors or maybe something else too. Like, there's just a lot of characters in this fucking game. And at least that's, that's always, that's always been a big selling point for the Dynasty Warriors games, at least for me. It's just the variety of all the characters and, you know, you pick which one you like the best and play with them a lot. Totally. So I really like Impa. Impa's really fun to play as in Hyrule Warriors. I play as her a lot, which you can't play as her in any other game. But I don't know with Breath of the Wild, like, the cast of characters is the four champions. Link, Zelda, and maybe some other, like, here and there misfits that were in Breath of the Wild. Like, the king. But, like, I don't really know who else there would be. Right. Breath of the Wild kind of reset everything and, like, you know, so far removed from everything else. So, I don't know. It'd be weird to see Skull Kid in Breath of the Wild, but then not in Breath of the Wild 1 or 2. Right. Yeah, no, it's possible. It's certainly possible, but I'm just, I'm curious. I'd, I'd like to see more of this before... You know, before investing in it. But I mean, I got the first one, so I'm not going to buy this one. I still don't mean that. Yeah. Um, but, but that's yeah, exciting. That's, yeah, that's something I got a lot of people excited. Uh, this week in general is an exciting one for gaming because we got this PlayStation Showcase on Wednesday, uh, yep. the 16th. And then on Friday, I'm pretty sure the 18th is when we have that 35 uh, anniversary Nintendo three-way bundle game coming out with uh, uh, Sunshine right. and uh, Galaxy 64. and 64. So yeah, 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 damn, I gotta save some money. <laughs> well then, the PlayStation Showcase is happening this Wednesday, and it's kind of quick announcement, because Xbox revealed the Xbox Series X. Uh, uh, Xbox Series S. God, I hate this name. Yeah, fucking A. I was talking to people, co-workers about this, and they're like, what's the new Xbox called? I'm like, there's Xbox Series S and then Xbox Series X. For some goddamn reason, they picked the two letters that sound similar. Um, I, I hate this. And they need S- Xbox Series E, and then they could spell sex. Ha ha! Uh, you would like that, your horny jet ski. God damn it! Uh, but Xbox revealed the price point for the Xbox Series S, which is going to be just the digital version. It's we've talked about like PlayStation Five having a physical uh, disc drive, so you can have your actual copies of your games, and then just a purely digital one. Yep. From what I can tell, the S is going to be the digital version, and it's going to be, you know, no, no disk drive so they can save on space, so there's just a big, ugly-ass speaker on the top of it. So oh, God. It's just a white brick. It's a white rectangle with just a big black circle speaker taking up, like, the whole top half of one side, and that's it. And I'm just like, this looks dumb. This looks like a giant iPod or something. Uh, but the big, big thing people are getting excited for is that it's they revealed the price point of being $300. So I think the Xbox Series X with the physical disk drive and with, I think, more power behind it, more hard, like stronger hardware behind it, I think that one's going to be 500 Yeah. But, but the S is going to be 300 And that caught a lot of people's attention because they were not expecting it to be that much cheaper. So Sony is kind of like, well, shit, now we got to do our reveal. And now we got to compete with that. So here we go. Here's another reveal a week after Microsoft did theirs. Yeah, I have a feeling Sony's is going to be similar, but the digital one will still be like four hundred. <laughs> I yeah, I don't think Sony's going to be as cheap as that, but I think Microsoft's they need to draw people in with something. They need they need to sell this to keep their game going because Sony's definitely the heavy hitter and the strongest combat right now. 
Xbox is like, buy one, get one free. No. <laughs> kind of. Like, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they have a lot of incentives to, like, here, buy this, like, trying to get them moving as quick as they can. Um, yeah, their whole incentive is the Game Pass stuff, and they're pretty much crushing that, yeah. it there, because I know a lot of people are enticed by that. But for me, I'm all about the exclusives, baby. Yeah. And Xbox even tweeted out on their uh, Twitter account of, like, hey, we had, uh, I think it was, like, Phil Spence, uh, Spector uh, did, like, you know, video calls and videos and uh conferences and all this other stuff he's been in the public eye since july he's had the xbox series x sitting on his bookshelf behind him and all those videos since july and no one noticed it's like yeah because it's a giant fucking white brick on a bookshelf it doesn't look any different than any of the books he has back there why would anyone like i don't know why but that smug tweet from xbox was like no one noticed it's like yes because it's like four pixels on his shitty webcam why also, would i notice that nobody's playing it either it's on a fucking bookshelf <laughs> So yeah, yeah exactly it's like sure it's in the background but i'd be a lot more interested seeing his you know kid in the other room playing the game being like yo this exactly. is great like, hooked up to a tv maybe yeah so it's just like i don't know that tweet just really bugged me for some reason where it's like "Ooh, aren't we sneaky it's like fuck you fuck yeah, you and your giant corporate money oh man that's one last thing i want to say before we really end this episode and wrap things up i did see gnarly nate stream some of the game tell me why and it is basically well it's from the people that made life is strange so yeah, obviously it fe- with- yeah hey. It feels just like Life is Strange, and he only got uh, so far into the first episode before I dipped out because I do want to play it myself. I, but God, you just have to be in the right headspace slash like mood for those games because it is like compared to like his previous streams, he was playing a lot of like uh, action-packed shooters. Like yeah. I watched him play almost all of the entire game Outer Worlds, and that game was cool as shit. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. But to go from that to like, yeah, tell me why was a, kind of like slow, a one eighty yeah. narrative, like very soft story. But maybe one day I'll get around to playing that, but I can already tell it's going to be another emotionally heavy one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely going to suck you in and get you invested in those characters, because that's the only thing that sells those games. Yeah, you're not wrong, but that would be a good one to stream and get first reactions, because I can't really do that with Life is Strange. Maybe go for that 100%. Tune into uh, ABT uh, Silence on Twitch to see Doug cry. Oh, God damn it! Hey, maybe. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> Let's... Get that after five sub goals. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm a sub goal. I'll cry on stream for you. Hey, you get, never know. Get to 100 followers. I'll throw on an anime and I'll just cry on webcam for you. I would love to do watch parties, but I think that's no, not really possible. Exactly. That's, Nobody yeah. can. Um, Once again, but, the uh, licensing right shit gets real messy real fast. For sure. All right. Well, then let's do some plugs and wrap this episode up. Uh, we covered enough. Uh, let's. Where can our listeners find you, Bren, on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at ABTSBrendan, uh, mostly just retweeting stuff for this podcast and my other podcast, Are Weeb There Yet?, where we watch anime and watch, uh, recap three episodes or a movie of it. Um, most recently, we watched, uh, earlier today, we even watched Glitter Force, which was, Ooh. it's exactly what you think it is. It's the fucking Magical Girl anime that one of our listeners recommended, so we had to watch it. And it was, oh, I was going to say, who's horny now? <laughs> <laughs> Yo. You want horny? You want horny, Brendan? Listen to our We There Yet. Listen to our Keiju episode. Listen to our Monster Masume episode. It was big old anime titties. Yeah. Or tune in to Switch tonight. No, it's in the past for you guys. (laughs) Watch the VOD. 
Uh, but no, thanks for pointing out that. Uh, listeners, if you like our podcast, maybe tell a friend or a family member. Maybe not a family member, but it depends on how cool your grandma. family is. Tell grandma loves yeah, podcasts. You never know. She could be a big gamer. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> we're findable at all the places, at ABT Silence, specifically twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. That's the only place we want you to go follow us. No, I'm kidding. But Twitter, too, <laughs> all those things. But yeah. Doing a lot of streaming lately, so come hang out. Uh, my personal schedule right now uh, for the stream is Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But once we hit affiliate, which is hopefully by the time we do next episode, Bren's going to be streaming on his own schedule. It's probably just going to be loose, so just uh, – It's going to be chaos. That's so what I mean. Said, just give us a follow, follow us. And, yeah, Nailed see that. when we go live, and if you're around, come hang out. Um, but yeah, and I also have a record label. It's MissedOutRecords.com. Uh, just had our two-year anniversary and got a really cool compilation coming down the pipes for our fall sampler 2020, but that won't be until like late uh, October, early November. But uh, thanks for tuning in. We will be back next week. See you guys next time. See you.